The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. If you're listening by way of radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there's two videos at the top of the page there. The one on the left side is an educational video from Bradley. Uh, Something was going on. I don't know what was going on with the stream yesterday in his show. Man, it was awful. I thought... Okay, we'll wait and let it process and and see if all those glitches went out of it because it's not on his side. Uh, our restream was perfect, um, <clears throat> but when it came to Rumble, I don't know what Rumble's doing over there, um, but it ain't good. It's not good what you guys are doing over there, uh, and you can see it. And then the numbers are just all over the place, and then uh, some of the streams are just acting up. So if that continues on, let me know in the chat. I'll see what I can do, but I, I don't think I can do anything on this side anyway. Right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. Look for the rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. You can join us in the chat. By the way, Dave is in the chat. So if he's paying attention to the chat there, he, maybe he can answer some questions. Otherwise, the phone is open for you guys. I'll give you that number in just a minute. But um, we are streaming live to rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's the name of the channel, all one word. Look that up and you're good to go. And then be be sure to subscribe to the channel. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. Thanks to Michael Roach and his team for giving us a spot on their platform as well. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you want to uh, sign up for our email newsletter. It goes out once a day, sometime in the evening. And that includes all the articles we have at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including the Morning Show Archive. So... Uh, this will be available there. Links to Dave's Twitter and his Rumble and such will be on there. So if you want to contact him, you can do that. I've had several people try to contact. I'm like, I don't have a phone numbers on my contact. We we communicate through Telegram. So if you if you need to reach Dave, and Dave does um, some specialty teaching that he does too. We're going to let him talk about some of that this morning as well. But uh, you'll get this in your email each night. And then if you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. Sign up for that. It goes out once a week on Saturdays. Tells you what we're doing, what we have done, what we will be doing uh, in the Sons of Liberty. It's exclusive content, so be sure to check that out there. All right, now that we're ending out the week here, 
And uh, as promised, I told you that I was going to bring Dave back on. And uh, Dave's got an exciting thing he's doing concerning uh, the ATF and the, the guns, the gun attacks or the attacks on our right for guns. It's not an attack on guns. Government loves guns. They just want it in the hands of their guys. <laughs> they don't want them in the hands of the people. Why? Because they're afraid they're going to get their head blown off if they're going to come try to take them, come try to take our property, come try to do things that they're not supposed to do. And so, you know, if you're one of these guys, I like what my friend David Zuniga says at Tactical Civics. He says, if you think that you're going to be one guy to stand against the forces when they come to your house and you don't build this community of people, he says, you're not going to be Braveheart. You're going to be Pudding Heart because they're going to kill you. And uh, you may sound very strong and uh, Charlton Heston-esque, if you will. You're going to pull them from it. Well, they'll say, OK, we'll take them from your cold, dead hands. That's why it's important that the men of the community get together. And that's why I've said I think tactical civics is a great way to do that. It's a great discipleship program. You'll learn history. You'll learn your constitutions. You'll learn your duty and as the militia. Uh, and that is for men. I, I, I'm not misogynist. I'm saying God put men and made men a certain way. And that is they're to be the protectors of women and children. They are. And I'm not saying women can't use a gun and they can't protect and do all this stuff. But they do that specifically out of the house. They protect the home there. Uh, but the men are the ones who are the ones who are, who are to lead, to protect, to provide, do all that kind of stuff. And sadly, what we find that men are becoming is literally they're trying to become women and uh, we need it to go the other way around. So with that said, we're going to be talking about what we can do. Uh, everybody always asks, and this is why I like to have Dave on. Dave not only gives you the foundation stuff that we talk about here, but he gives you the practical things that you can do too. And so here to help me go through some of this stuff, Dave Jose. Good morning, man. Good to see you. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. You doing all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Trying to trying to catch up on sleep from all last week. It's been crazy busy. Um, haven't been sleeping much, but I will tell you, Rumble hit my stream too. Oh. Uh, I was doing a live broadcast teaching the nation how to stop the whole gun tyranny situation. And my stream on my side was perfect. My uh, restream was perfect. My uh, studio player after the fact was perfect. But Rumble sucked, chopped up, messed up every time. And then after the fact, it became perfect. Yeah, it's incredible to me how, you know, they've been with it for so long. They've got a good product. They really do. Mm -hmm. It's nice and clean. It's, it's, it work. I mean, the way it's supposed to be work, it, it seems to work okay. They can add a couple more free features like some editing and some stuff like that, but I'm sure that'll come down the road. But, you know, I, I told Bradley when they gave in to Trump's people about the anti-Semitism rule, I said, you can look for them to go right down. And I've just seen this, this kind of a wonkiness with, uh, numbers and the stream and everything since they've gone public. And I kind of wonder if that has some implications to it, but I, I don't know. But in any case, we're not here to talk about rumble. We're here to talk about what the, pe <laughs> what the people can do to uphold their rights and oppose the tyrants. And a lot mm -hmm. of people have these kind of questions about a lot of different things, Dave, but we're going to talk specifically about the issue of them. Um, and I don't call it gun control. I call it gun confiscation. I think if people get that, every law that's written is to confiscate guns, every one of them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. let's, let's get at it. So first of all, we got to look at the fact um, we need to change our psychology because we have been programmed and even some of the little uh, tidbits that we say, sorry, trying to adjust my hat. 
Um, some of the tidbits that we say are filled with bad psychology and programming. So for instance, um, when it comes to gun control, right? We have to look at how our constitutions were created, why they were created. We need to look at who created them, who had the original power, and who gave power away, right? So when it comes to the government officials, we see that in every state, right? Even California, California, right? We see that police officers have guns and they have all types of guns. So you have to ask the question, how are they able to have guns? Because if I'm correct, you're not supposed to be walking around with guns in California. So how is it that the police officers are able to carry weapons? That's one thing I want the audience to think about. I want you to think about how is it possible? Because if, if, if we see the police officers doing it every day, then that means that the police officers must have some power to carry weapons. Now, where did they get that from? from That's how people. we need to start the conversation. Yep, from the people. Okay. So then if the people gave them the power to carry weapons, then that would also mean that the people would have the power to carry weapons. That's right. right? That's right. And and openly too. Let's put it that way. It's not about a concealed or an open that they have the right to do it too. Yes. So so if the if the government has any power, we see constitutions created and in the constitution we'll see where it says the legislature shall have the power to. The executive shall have the power to. The judicial shall have the power to, right? So we're sitting there granting the powers of the agencies and the government entities telling them what they can do. And then somehow attorneys and teachers have tricked us into believing that what we granted the government the power to do, we didn't have the power to do. How could that make sense? It don't make no sense. Okay. So if we remember, if for the people who were on the show when we discussed the maxims of law and it told that if we don't have a working knowledge of the maxims of law, there is no extent to which uh, we could be deceived and tricked out of our rights. So they never taught us the maxims of law or the fundamental principles of law that make up our nation's law. So the fundamentals are considered as included in a contract, right? So if you have a, a contract that says, um, we the people uh, grant authority to the government in order to be able to serve us, we don't have to say that the contract is an agreement that um, must be uh, exercised. It is fundamental that when you have this contract that you're going to perform. So you don't have to write, this means we're go you're going to perform. <laughs> right. That's right. You just tell the duties and the obligations. Yep. So I, I sent you a photo. I know it's late, uh, but I sent you a photo um, that deals with the maxims of law on authority or power. And if we look at those maxims, it's going to be unbelievable uh, when we see the power that we have that's been hidden from us. Can you see? Oops, sorry. I'm saying sorry. <laughs> um, can you see 
The bottom line? Yep. What does it say? It says, uh, oh, you want the very bottom, right? Yep. Okay, it, this is 9C uh, under arms. It is a liberty of free citizens to retain arms for the protection and according to their condition, people versus Horton, 264 NYS, 84 and 88. So people can keep weapons according to their condition and to protect themselves. Hmm. That's a fundamental power of the people. So if we have the right to have arms guaranteed to us and is fundamental, why are we having conversations with our servants about when we could have them or, or if we have the permission to have them? Because that's what's been presented to us. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's see, what we've been taught wrong. Yeah. Yes. So, so this is something that you can see is obviously wrong because if God can take a nobody, nothing chocolate brother from the ghetto and let him see some things about the law and then we can open it up and we can see that it clearly says things that I didn't write and nobody taught us these things, then something is definitely wrong. Because if you just look at America today, people of my culture, <laughs> right, are not usually the ones reading books or seeking out knowledge and wisdom generally. So then you know that this isn't something that happened because I have some great intelligence. It is something that happened because God caused for the truth to be open or our eyes to be open to the truth so that the world can see. And then you'll see that God takes the most unlikely person to show you that is not the person. Right. So we're seeing things that are written that clearly say that we've been taught 180 degrees opposite of the truth we should be burning the nation with truth it should be spreading like a wildfire because we realize there's only one reason you would hide this from the people right there's only one reason the only reason you would hide this from the people is if you know that they will take a different course of action if they had the truth right so let's let's look at the one for authority so we can see what that one says. This is going to get okay. heavy. This is 9F, just a few more down. The people have a right to bear wait, arms. Wait, wait. This mm-hmm. is uh this is um Is that what the one you wanted? That was the next one no, down. We got to go to authority. Authority or power. You see at the bottom? That's the one that I, I read that one. This is the next one. Let me see what what we got here. I think we there it is. There it is. Okay. All right. All right. So <laughs> now you this want, is going to get heavy. C, C through F. Okay. So this is under authority power. Eleven uh, C through eleven F. Uh, C mm-hmm. is nothing is so becoming to authority as to live in accordance with the laws. Eleven uh, D is in the greatest. Wait, wait. We no no. We need. I'm sorry. We need eleven B. Eleven B. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had these it's kind okay. of boxed in there. Sorry about that. 11B. No, it's underlined. I'm, I'm horrible at okay. uh, my drawing. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> the derivative power cannot be greater than the original from which it is derived. Oh, wait. What did that say? It said the derivative power, that would be those who receive power in quote unquote government, uh, cannot be greater than the original from which it is derived, which it can't be greater than the people's. But they flipped oh that on gosh. its head. They flipped that completely on its head. Ooh, wait, so you're telling me 
if the people are granting power to our servants and the servants are trying to tell us what we must do, right? If we granted the power so that, see, now we're going to get into a really deep situation and this is how we destroy attorneys with the law. So when we ask government actors and attorneys, hey, so how did you guys, how was the nation started or how was the state started? They're going to say, well, the government decided to write laws to make sure that we had everybody under control. They like to skip the whole part about the people creating the constitutions. Then you say, well, who gave the government's power? And they're going to say, not the people. They're going to say the constitution. And you can say, okay, so what gave the constitution power? They're going to say delegates. You say, well, who's running? Who uh, Whose name are the delegates acting in? Yep. Right? They don't want to say the people at, at all costs, right? <laughs> so when you ask them, and is my sound okay? Yeah, you're great. You're great. Perfect. Okay. So when you ask them, they don't want to tell you the people have all power. But now we're going to have an issue because... If the people have all political power and we and that comes out of their mouth, right? Then what happens is automatically the inference comes that the people have every power that you have. So there's psychologically their mind blocks them. They have a mental block that makes them not say the people because their whole ideology falls once you say the people. So think about this. So we have all political powers, the people. The derivative power cannot be greater than the power of the people. So now we got to start asking questions. So if the derivative power is what allows the government to get a gun or any type of weapon, how is it then that the police and the sheriffs and the attorneys have been taught to believe, even in California, that they can have guns and they can come to your house with guns, but you can't have guns? Yeah, because they're agents of the state. That's what I call them. Yes. So if they're agents of the state. They're way lower than you. You had to grant them permission to carry a gun around. But then they're going to tell you they're going to seize your guns and you you they can't trust you to have them. So the government has been entrusted to have guns. But then the people who they serve, they say, we can't trust you, master. Can you believe that? Yeah. That, well, no, that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> And they're telling it's you they're, they they come on television and tell you that stuff, Dave. We we yes. you, they they tell you you have to go through a background check. You have to sign up for a permit and wait a certain amount of days. You have to get a a CWP permit in order to carry concealed, and so you can you can use it to purchase your guns and blah 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 blah. And it's it's like the exact opposite of how things should be. I, the people know I've I've said this many times. The whole idea behind background checks is to stand on its head the American mm -hmm. principle of you're innocent until proven guilty. No, they assume you're guilty and you have to prove your innocence with a background check. Mm -hmm. And, it's and they want to they want to locate. They want to know yeah. where are these weapons so we can get them. But on top of that, they also want to. Um, gosh, I just forgot what I was going to say. Not only do they want to you to prove your innocence in in the midst of that, but they do. They want to control exactly what you can or cannot have i mean it, this mm -hmm. doesn't just apply to guns knife rights people are starting to crop up too because the state have said well you can't have 
you know, a knife bigger than so many inches or a lock blade that has a blade on it that's so many inches and all this other, those are arms too. I think that, and frankly, I think it applies to any kind of weapon uh, that is an extension of the person, whether it, you know, our founding fathers, uh, Thomas Jefferson gave letters of mark and reprisal to go and fight the Barbary Wars. Well, what did he use? Well, he didn't use the Navy. He didn't use the army or anything. He used privately owned warships. I mean, can you imagine the people in power now, uh, how many cows they would have if somebody came out with a couple of privately owned warships? It's just crazy. (laughs) Well, you know what? Check. Let's look at where the rest of arms, because they want to tell us what's considered as an arm. They want to tell us what we can have and limit what we can have. But if they can have anything, a helicopter, a tank, whatever, they only got the authority to have those things because we granted them the authority. Right. That's it. And when somebody starts to exercise authority in a way that's not pleasing to the people, we can pull that power back immediately. But if we look at arms, we're going to see something else about what's included in arms. Okay. And is this the uh, is this the second one I'm supposed to pull up here? Let's see. Nine F. I believe so. Okay. All right. We had those just out of order, but we got them. We got them here. All right. So here's what it says. Nine F says the people have a right to bear arms, and I love how they use that term rather than guns. They bear mm-hmm. arms for the defense of themselves and the state. And look at nine D. I think it is nine D. Laws are silent amidst arms. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wonder why it would be silent. And then there's another. There's another one. The other arms. Uh, okay, nine uh, e arms used in the committing of an offense include only that which is recognized as a dangerous weapon. It's going to be the other um, picture if you got it. Let me know oh, if you got the other. One. Okay, I'm sorry. Was that the? No, was that okay. the? T- was that, that's the one we were before, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Under the name of arms are included not only shields and swords and helmets, but also clubs and stones. <laughs> See, so 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 it's not just uh, one you know type of item, um, one type of item. Look up nine A because that's on the same picture we just looked at. Because what they try to do is trick us and have us in a conversation that has nothing to do with law. Yeah. 9A is the laws permit the taking up of arms against armed persons. Mm-hmm. So when people are running around with billy clubs and bats and, <laughs> and Antifa and all that stuff, and they say, well, there's some brilliant attorney that says, well, th- there was 30 of them with sticks and stones and rocks and billy clubs, but you didn't allow them to halfway beat you to death first before you put out your weapon and, and shot them. Well, yeah. that's really weird because when when people have knives and billy clubs and whatever, and they run at the cops and the cops shoot, you say that they were justified. Hmm. Really yep. strange. Yep. Right. We we always got to have, have some crazy attorney trying to say, "Well, he swung at you, and when he swung at you, he partially missed, and his back was turned halfway, and you shot him when he wasn't in a position where he, he could defend himself. Uh, he was trying to kill me." Yeah, he shouldn't have been right. playing. He shouldn't have been playing with adults, is what he should have been. Yeah, doing. yeah. He he messed around and found out. <laughs> he shouldn't have been doing that, right? If you look at um, look at so look at nine C. Well, we we read nine C, but this is important again that we look at it one more time in the midst of this. 
Can you see 9C? Yeah, I'm <clears throat> going back. Oh, I'm sorry. I... I'm sorry. It's the other one. 9F. <laughs> okay, because we'll, get this, it. This, we'll get it here. Yeah, this is the one that a lot of people mess up with because they want to talk about trap shooting. They want to talk about uh, you should be able to have a gun to go sport shoot and go to the uh, range and all this stuff. But this is this is super important because this is not just um, the right to keep an arm. Look at what this one says, 9F. Yeah, the people have a right to bear arms for the defense uh -huh. of themselves and the state. Okay, this is an American maxim. This means that it is burned into American heritage usage history you can't bypass it no matter if your state constitution says it or not so now we got a problem because the rights of a man in one state is the rights of a man in another state so why haven't we been talking about the fact that the people have a right to bear arms in order to protect themselves and the state this means there should be a never be a time where the people don't have the power to protect themselves not just in the house, outside the house. That's right. So, so explain how in the world we're having a discussion where you're going to tell me I can't go out the house with a weapon. Yeah. How I, do I defend myself? So I can grant authority to the police to defend me whenever they get there, but I don't have the power to defend myself wherever I go. Yeah, that's just silly. Yeah. But see, these are conversations being had on Capitol Hill right now. Conversations being had in every state. I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages of people saying, David, the government won't allow me to have a weapon. The government said I can't do this. Is there anything I can do? Is this right? It, it, is there some remedy? Right. And, and what I tell the people is this is why we create uh, collective memberships, because what happens is. You try to fight for your right by yourself. The government knows hmm, just one person. If they get too stupid, we might kill them. Right. We might send somebody out because they got police officers with guns. All they got to do is say, hey, look, this person is armed and dangerous. If they make a move, you must you got to be ready. And let's not forget that there's also gangs inside of the police. We saw uh, the situation. I can't remember. In the, I think it was the Midwest where the gentleman uh, was killed by a bunch of police officers who were yep. black. They stumped them and hit him and did all types of stuff to him until his body was so messed up uh, that he died. They'll even do now, it to their own sometimes. Yeah, yeah, We've got stories yeah, of that, too. So, yeah, so the, so the thing is, is that these people, let's not act like they're not people in the police um, that will do wrong. And, and, you know, it's crazy that, you know, some people just blanket say black, back the blue, right? Now, I was a little guy. I, I love the police. I got older. I love the police. When I saw the Obama and Biden administration attack on um, police officers and trying to cause race, racial division so that there would be a war between police and uh, people of color. What I used to do is I used to go take video uh, and pictures with police officers, hugging them and, and laughing and joking and putting it on Facebook. I had a huge following on YouTube and um I had to do that because I realized that there was a psychological attack to cause a problem in America. But outside of that, um, we have to realize that for a long time, people would just say, I back the blue, I back the blue, I back the blue. 
Then there started to be situations where there were conservative protesters who would stand up and then Antifa or somebody would come punch him, hit him with something right in front of the cops. And the cops wouldn't do anything. Then I thought, then, then I saw a lot of the people who said back to blue, back to blue start to get frustrated. They're like, oh, the cops didn't help us. And I'm like, because hmm. they're on right? their side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but see, this is an interesting dynamic that shows the way that elitism works. See, when, when the government and elitists want to cause derision, they will allow parties that they choose to punish the people and hold the police back. And then when they want to cause uh, division, you know, uh, with the other side, they'll just teach black people in schools that white people don't like you, right? This is what we were taught in school. You're a king, even if you don't work, you know, you, 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 you are great just because of the color of your skin. You got this great melanin bull crap, right? And after you're taught this, you become entitled. And then you have a situation where you have police officers who sometimes follow the law, sometimes don't follow the law. And you have this dynamic where you got two groups of people that don't trust each other at all. <laughs> right. Yep. And then they'll start having a war. Right. Over, you know, everything. And so if you get somebody who's entitled, they don't respect the person who's pulling them over. And then you get the person pulling over, don't necessarily respect the person who they're dealing with. And you have a man versus man fight, right? It will happen with anybody. And so then you, you have drama happening and then you have police who have been trained to attack. And then you have police now that have been trained, don't respond at all. Let them do whatever they want, right? So when it's, when it's comfortable uh, for the elite, they use a lot of force to cause anger. But then when it's not comfortable for the elite, when they're worried about people who are white, they will pull the police away from people who are white or conservative and let people of color destroy. Right. And they understand the only thing this is going to do psychologically is make black and white people hate each other. That's it. Yeah. So like I, I look at some shows right now today and I'm going to get back to irons, but I look at some shows today and I look at some big name people and I look and I wonder, and I say, why are you consistently playing videos of black people beating up white people? And the videos could be old, right? And then some people come back and they start showing older videos of white people beating up black people or slavery stuff, right? And I'm looking and I'm saying, man, do you guys not realize this is an elitist setup in order to cause racial division? That's right. Because we're getting very close to stopping bad government in all areas. They see it. They know we're coming. They're giving us huge victories. But because we're fighting, it blocks us from having huge success. Sure. Because black people, white people, brown people, you know, whatever, as we come together and we see what's really happening in our nation and we learn that it's our job to correct it, we can fix everything together. Right. Things that are happening in the ghettos of Detroit. Look, when I when I go to a suburb in Arizona, I'm not worried about getting carjacked. When I go to Detroit, <laughs> I know I have to watch my back. Right. And I'm just being real. This is how you have to be if you want to live. Right. Now, I know I'm fighting in a different realm now where I'm going against government tyranny. But you get your anus killed in this area, too, if you're not careful. You got to watch out. Right. 
So, so I understand there's different dynamics that happen, but what always solved the problems when the people understood what God wanted us to do clearly, when we can see the rules that are established and what is written and we can come together and hold people accountable. That's how we ended slavery. That's how we ended prohibition. That's how we uh, allow women to be able to vote. All types of things came together when people came together and made a decision of different races, right? Yep. The people come together. So we got to, we got to, you know, make sure that we're paying attention to what is happening. But the police, which are a corporate entity that deals with policy, that's what the word police come from. They deal with policy. They are a group of armed men that are not sheriffs that are coming together by policy and applying the policy to people with force and weapons. And you got to stop and say, wait, so. If the people have the power to regulate the government and the police or policy thereof, as some of the constitutions say, then if the police have the force to come, the ability to come and force you with a weapon, then why can't the people change the policy or block the government from forcing us with that type of force? This well, is a, they should this be. is something we have to get into. Yes. They should be, but we, but let's let's make a distinction here on those two because with the sheriff and the sheriff's deputies, the sheriff is elected by the people. The police mm-hmm. are not that. They're they're mm-hmm. kind of controlled by a a police chief who I guess if you want to say he's accountable, he's accountable to your city council or your county council or whoever. That's who he the that's attorneys, the only accountability. He's, yeah. He's a So think about this, brother. The police are accountable to the bar association. Because the Bar Association tells them what they can do, right? But didn't the Supreme Court just come out and say that the attorneys had it wrong for decades when they knocked down all this stuff with the ATF and the brewing cases, um, said that we could have ghost guns, said that we could have guns with no no serial numbers, uh, um, all of this pistol brace stuff was a hoax. Um, There's no historical law that says that we can't have these things, but but the attorneys lied to us the courts allowed them to come into tribunals and lie and they were administrative at that and they never told us so you got to think there's been decades of people stealing people's weapons putting people in prison unlawfully and now we know yep exactly let me let me add something in here dave uh you were talking mm-hmm. about the division that they do and I, I, you know, just so people, because we talk about the Bible and our, and our constitution as, as, a, as a standard of finding out if you're whether, whether or not you're on the straight and narrow, or you're, whether you're on the right, you're in the right ditch or the left ditch kind of deal. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the foundations guys. I mean, this really is the foundations from Acts chapter 17. Paul is on Mars Hill. He's speaking to all these philosophers. Cause this is what they, this was their, their town square, if you will, to talk about things. So he came by and he's been looking at all the idols they've got. And this is what he says. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. So he's going to just take that they're taking the true God, just in case they missed him with all their other gods. And he's saying, you're worshiping this God ignorantly. But him, I declare to you, God that made the world and all things therein. And who do we know that is? Well, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, right? John chapter one, verse one and three. And he made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. And 
check this out, hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on mm -hmm. the face of the earth and at the time <clears> of the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. And why did he do that? That they should seek the Lord if haply they might feel him, feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are his offspring. And one of the things here, you know, we, we made mention of it before, uh, none of us, uh, quote unquote, white people are this color. We're just not. Mm -hmm. We're not. And mm -hmm. uh, none of us are uh, who claim who they call black people are this color. None of us are that. We're the same color. We Well, we're the same color of skin. We've just got different shades of melanin. That's the issue. That's the only difference mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you go you go and you cut Dave and he's going to bleed the same color of red that I'm going to bleed. Uh, if you take his life, it's gone just like it is for me. So, yes, mm -hmm. you're exactly right. And I've played for the people. If you've ever seen the old um, Dr. Seuss video, the, the Sneetches, that's exactly what they do. They pit them one against another because somebody's got a star on their belly or somebody's got two or whatever the thing is until they finally figure out this guy is using us to make money and pit us against one another and steal our wealth using our own covetousness and our jealousy against one another. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's dirty as heck. It's like the kid in uh, elementary school who's the instigator who, you know, he, he gets next to one guy and he said, man, he told me that your mama is stupid. And ugly too. And then the guy said, What? Who said that? And he's like, That guy right there, right? And then he goes to the other guy. And 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 it's crazy because the kids are sitting there watching this guy go from person to person. Well, man, he said that your mama is 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 whatever, right? And they these two guys get heated, right? This guy is going from person to person in front of their face, lying on both of them. But yet they will allow him to egg them on and make a fight between each other when they both know that he lied. That's exactly what we're facing in America, right? They'll come and say something about people who are white. Oh, his forefathers were slave owners and he's just a conservative Christian, neo-Nazi, whatever, right? <laughs> then they'll go to the black person and say, uh, I'm sorry, he'll, they'll go to the white person and say, look, uh, this person is a Neanderthal, gangster, evil, whatever, that want to rape your children and kill everybody, right? And they'll just make this generalization about people from every race, right? And what happens is, is that the people are sitting there watching this and don't jump in and stop it, right? I, I can't understand it for the life of me. This is why I speak so much about the attack on conservative white people, because if I want the nation to be right, and if I could even believe the story of um, slavery, which I don't, is not correct at all. There's never been, yep. yeah, there's, there, there's never been a ton of slaves brought from any <laughs> country called Africa. I'm sorry, any country in Africa or any continent called Africa over to America, except for 100 people. And other than that, it's never happened before. It's a hoax. And, uh, What's crazy is the, the people who are here just take anybody who looks like me and say, hey, uh, what, what Native American tribe was your great-grandparents part of? They're going to say, oh, Choctaw, you know, Cherokee, Blackfoot, Blackhawk, right? You can look at a guy. I don't follow everything he says. I don't believe everything he says, but his name is Dan Calloway. And he goes back into the law. He looks at the census and he tells 
uh, what really happened in America by showing how they changed definitions, names, terms of people in order to take away their property. So what happened was there was elitists, right? Just like we have today, who wanted to rule over the people. So what they did was is they would come in and say, hey, uh, we're going to take Native American people and change their name from Native American, or uh, we're going to change their status from Native American to Negro, Black, colored, mulatto, whatever. And you can see this in the law, right? So the Native Americans, if they wanted to vote, they removed them from being what they originally were and gave them a whole new class. If you go to Africa right now today, go to the West Coast, right? right? The Western part of Africa, say, hey, to anybody, is there some type of uh, story that you guys have where a whole bunch of people of your tribes got yanked away from, you know, Africa and sent over to America? They're going to say, what? What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> that junk don't exist. So there wasn't a whole bunch of men that looked lighter than me that uh, came and started snatching y'all? No, that, that didn't happen, right? So then you talk to people in Africa about people who look like me and say, you know, what do you think about the people in America that are, that are Black, you're, 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 um, you're the people who derive from you? They're going to say they're not part of us. They didn't come from here. <laughs> they're not us, right? That's right. When, when you start doing the research, you're going to find out we didn't come from Africa. We were here as indigenous. Right now, here's what's funny. So in order to get black people to hate white people, right, they had to tell us since we were little that we were brought over in bad conditions on slave ships. But anybody who really studies selling and all that, you're going to realize you can't sell from Africa straight to America. Right. Yep. You're going so you to can't Europe. fill up. Yeah, you can't you can't fill up ships with a whole bunch of slaves and then have currents that go in all, all different types of directions and sail against currents and all that stuff straight through from Africa all the way here uh, in some trip that's going to be very easy to do with these old ships that they used to have filled with uh, slaves, you know, attached, shackled, shackled ankle to ankle, which is what they told us, body to body, right? And then have the situations of health and sickness, food enough to feed everybody, uh, enough people on the ship to feed everybody and make sure that everybody lives to the other side. Um, that's not really legit, right? And then if there were slave ships that brought us over here, historians would, would have kept ships or pieces of those ships. They got a hard time believing the Noah's Ark story, even though Noah's Ark is sitting up in Mount Ararat. They got a hard time believing that it exists and there's there's a there's a actual whole evidence, city. yeah. Yes, there's a whole city. Uh I think it's called like um Noah something or whatever, or the eight Noah or something like that, sitting right there with with stones that were used on ships to to hold a ship. And then in the mountains of Ararat, exactly where the Bible said, there's a ship that's the right size with the with the with the measurements, the width is a little off because the walls are falling out, but the length of it is perfect, right? And uh, this structure uh, is made out of wood and 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 has different depths and everything else, and there's 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 evidence of it. So, what God said about where this boat would be, you got to look and you got to say, um, how is it that in this area that's at the top of a mountain, way above sea level? is a dang boat 
that's bigger than a football field. And it has stones that are super huge that ain't nobody carrying up there. And they don't have machines like that to be able to put that together and do that. Sitting in the mounts, mountains of Ararat, right? How was that there when in order to move something that big up there, you would need water to be above sure. the level of the mountains there? Which the Bible says it was 15 cubits above the earth that the, uh, the I'm sorry, above the water that the boat was floating at, which means that there had to be a clearance of 15 cubits below it because that's how you keep boats afloat. Right. So when you, when you understand this, there's evidence of this being here. When you bring it back to what we see today, there's no evidence of these ships coming with all these slaves. And even in Virginia, there, there was a, like a boardwalk that had these plaques telling about the history there. And it says 100 slaves came here. From Africa, interesting, right? interesting. So, <laughs> so what's crazy is is that these people have even gotten white people to have the conversation that, oh yeah, your forefathers were slave owners. I'm like, dude, the white people were dying. But Dave, there's a reason they, for that. They they put out the story back when I was a kid. It was called Roots. They put that story out. And all the people were watching. I, I can remember that stuff. Put your back into it, boy. You know, that was part of the commercial there where the guy slaps the guy on the back with his whip and stuff. And you're just sitting here. You, you kind of sit here going, okay, there was probably some, some bad masters because of human depravity. We understand that. But I'm guaranteeing you the majority of them were taking care of their slaves because what? They had invested something in them. And you don't go out there well, and buy a brand new John Deere tractor. And then you you go kick the tires and shoot the motor. You, you don't do that. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it, it goes deeper than this, brother. Think <laughs> about this. So they say that there were so many slaves, right? So first of all, you got to ask the question. Right now in the city today with, with people of color who are not educated, right? How much acreage do you see them owning? Not very much. Yeah. So how is it? In the South, there's so many Black people who own tons of acreage. Tons. Families go down to reunions and have tons of land. Yes. That they've owned for hundreds of years. Yep. How is that possible? In the middle of slavery? Yeah, we have basically, we basically have the same kind of culture that we grow up in. That's what I've told people on the show many times. Oh, it's, it's so deep. You want to you wanna know why we have the same culture? Because black people and white people were working together, yep. getting rich together. And yep. I'll prove it. Go ask anybody of color from the South, what did your forefathers do? Some people say, oh, were they some people say they were they became slaves, right? But then ask them more. Well, what did they do for work before that? What did they do? What how did things happen? You know what they're gonna tell you, most of the people? They were sharecroppers. Yep. What the freak is a sharecropper, right? Nobody tells us what that is and explains it to us. What happened was, is there were white people and black people who came together in the same culture and made money in, in, um, in industrial pursuits where they, one person would bring the land, another person would bring seeds another person will bring money to be able to support all of the endeavors and put it together and they had contracts agreements and made money together now 
Sometimes there were elitist people who happened to be white. Not your everyday average white person because the everyday average white people were dying at first because they couldn't live here. See, the whole story of Thanksgiving and all that stuff is going to tell you the truth. The natives had to teach the people who were white how to live and sustain themselves in this land. Right? That's why they had to be sharecroppers because people who were white didn't know how to grow stuff. So you can't tell me that that every white family had slaves because they couldn't feed themselves. They were dying. They were sick. So they had to work together. This is how people like Anthony Johnson and tons of other people became filthy rich during the time that they're supposed to be slaves. They're owning land, filthy rich, working with white people in the town square. Something ain't right. Yeah. They lie. Dave. Okay, so we went way off the beaten path, but but what 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 was going on was we were just showing how people have been uh, indoctrinated, trained, whatever you want to say, in order to hate somebody because of something mm-hmm. they can't control, namely a skin color. And then mm-hmm. what happens on top of that? Well, then when they get into these fights, the the guys who have orchestrated what they've done and promoted that indoctrination, they come along and say, well, we need a law to keep you guys over here and you guys over there. And we're going to we're going to probably oppress one of you more than the other so that then you mm-hmm. get mad at the authority that's there. And at every turn, you know, we can shoot kids in the back who are running away. We can shoot grown men like that happened down here in South Carolina who are running away. They're not a threat to anybody. We can just start doing this kind of stuff. And it's complete lawlessness. And it's mm-hmm. like you said, now they give us the thin blue line propaganda. And that's that's not going to fly either because... Again, these guys are supposed to be servants of the people, and and they're really not doing that. So when we get to the issue of, and I know we're going to go over a little bit, but when we're talking about, okay, we see these maxims of law, and I've Mm -hmm. I've dropped a link in there in the chat for you guys who are in the chat. Uh, You can go there. It'll be up in the archive. We talked about it before. But we've seen this, these these maxims of law. I know in the South Carolina Constitution, it does have, it reads just like the federal one. Uh, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It also contains the militia clause there as well. So all those things are at least in South Carolina. And I'm, I know it's in several other ones as well. So what do the people do in this society where it's become norm to see the police officers with guns and they can just go and do whatever they want and nobody's scared. But if if Tim Brown walks into the local whatever and I got a gun on my hip and I'm not, I don't have it covered up. Well, I can do that actually in South Carolina now. They've, I mean, without any kind of, it shouldn't be any kind of controversy, but of course some people have it. But you go in and somebody freaks out that you're an, uh, just a regular person and you're you're carrying your gun on your hip or you've slung your rifle over your back or whatever else. You know, I mean, people have a hard time. How how do they how do they actually overcome this? That's the practical things that people are looking for. How yes, are sir. they overcome this stuff? So, so, you know, Michigan used to actually be a state that, I mean, Michigan actually has it in their constitution that you can carry weapons, but I know a ton of people who got killed in Michigan without any protection because they thought they couldn't. So what has to happen is, is that we have to have these discussions like this first, because until you know that there's a problem and analyze the situation and know the law that is written, you can never or fix it. That's right. So once we know that there's a problem, well, we have a right to carry or bear arms. No government can have any power that wasn't given by the people. The derivative power that we give them can't be greater than our power. 
Once we understand these things, now we have lawful authority, written law, in order to be able to stand on to show the truth, in order to make sure that our rights are, um, our, our rights are observed. So then we come together as a people. We create notice to the government because the law, even in Michigan, says that we have the power to instruct our servants. If you look at Idaho Constitution, it will tell you that we have the power to instruct our servants. The issue that we've had in America is that we didn't know that we had the power to instruct them, even to the point that people would say, what, think, what gives you the idea that you have the right to tell the government anything or to instruct them or tell them what to do? Uh, actually, it's in their contract, <laughs> right? So now that we know that we have the right to instruct, we can do better. So we create a notice telling the government that we realize that we have a power to have weapons and this has been in existence across the nation and that they hid it from us. And then we're going to send them notice together. Uh, as we send them notice together, we are going to let them know what the real law says, which is going to cause controversy because nobody ever told them. So the attorneys and the other government officials hid the secret from the other government officials and police because they don't want people to know because then it would be equal and there'd be more justice. So we take this notice, we give it to the government, and then we go in front of the government and demand that they have peaceful conversations with us about the law. Now, if any government official that fails to have a peaceful conversation about the law is going to find themselves in a situation where the people are going to rise up understanding the law and they are not going to stop, which is going to break away the power of those in government who are going against what they promised to do. Because in order to get in office, you had to swear that the people had the right to keep and bear arms. So now that you know that the fundamental power of the people is to do that, if you try to go against it, you're going to remove all trust that the people have in you. So if you look in Arizona, I'll give you a quick example right now. Uh, me and a guy named Christian Lamar got together, did a notice for him to give to the government to let them know that they were not following the law with election security. He also had this idea of doing what's called censoring them in the LDs, the legislative district by precinct committeemen. So right now is sweeping across the state where the precinct committee men are throwing off even their chairs. They're censuring all these Republicans, which people say, well, why are you censoring Republicans? Because Dave, can you, can you hold your thought? Can you hold your thought? Let's, yes, sir. let's close out the show here and then we'll pick it up on okay. the other side. If people Perfect. want to, uh, if people want to follow Dave, you can on rumble. I've got that up on the screen so you guys can check it out. It's Dave cares for you. Dave, all the words, Dave cares for you on rumble. That's how you can find him. Now I noticed your Twitter's out, so we'll let you explain what's going on with that. Uh, after when we come back, but you guys check that out. Bradley be with you at three and we'll be back with you in the morning, 8 a.m. with Kate Shimrani. Don't miss it. Okay. want to welcome everybody coming over from red state talk radio and Missouri Liberty radio. And, uh, Dave, do you, before, we, before I let you finish your thought, um, what about this? What, what happened with Twitter here? I don't know. It, is this is this you or Dave cares for you? I thought this was it. Maybe it isn't. I see. At, oh no, real Dave cares for you. Ah, uh, I knew I had something. I was going to say on. that sucked. They killed my <laughs> own though. You know that, right? You they know killed the, which one? Uh, Katie Hobbs uh, on January seventh of twenty twenty. I think it was, and I was telling everybody how to get the audits, and we were doing it. Okay. They they actually, uh, if you look at the Twitter files, they tell that hey. Uh, block, get, look at this account and, and uh, check into it or whatever. 
she was upset because I was showing them how to get the audit against their wishes. Okay. And then by January 11th, my account was gone. Huh. Interesting. Okay. I didn't mean yep. to cut you off, but we, we had to close oh, out no, for the show. Okay. So go ahead and finish your thought that you had. I got to go back to what I was thinking. Let me see. Um, let me think. Because you, you said Twitter is gone. It's just like, what? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That, I put in the was, wrong thing was, there. <laughs> that was the pattern interrupt of history. You threw me off totally. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let's see. So we were discussing. Well, we were talking about the people's uh, right to keep to oh. keep and bear arms out of Michigan. And then, yeah. you went, and then you what went, happened in Arizona? Yes. So, so people say, David, why are you saying that they're going after Republicans? Well, we have a problem where uh, people have fallen into uh, idolatry, really, is what it is. And what That's happens right. is, is that people will look and say, well, Republican Party, Democrat Party, right? And then you hear people saying, we have to do whatever we need to do to not disrupt the party or make people upset in the party. Well, what's happened is, is that there's people who are rhinos who are not following the laws who are in the parties. So what do you do when you want to follow conservative values? The people want to follow conservative values, but then there's people who we call rhinos who say, well, we got to agree with liberal people who say that, you know, we should be teaching CRT and gay people should be coming with, uh, you know, uh, skirts on up to their belly button and it starts at their chest and they got, you know, outfits on showing their body parts and they should be reading to our kids. And this is fair and this is good and, and we need to do this. What ends up happening is, is we get into a situation of lawlessness, and that was the goal. And so if we say that we are going to pledge allegiance to a party and not to God and justice and righteousness, we'll never correct those things which are wrong. And so what happens is, is the people get tricked into this idea, well, I must follow the Republican Party with everything I do. Uh, and, and what it ends up being is the Republican Party is just a entity. It's a person. It doesn't exist. So then a person and a man or woman usually gets placed at the top of the entity or the the chair or, um, you know, uh, people who are the chairs in the legislative district, or whatever, the president or whatever you might call them. And what's going to happen is, is that these people are going to be able to be influenced. And if we must follow them at all costs then they can start breaking the law. They can start doing wrong to the people. And if you just blindly follow them because of what they're in, then you make yourself able to be controlled or ran over unlawfully because you ignore what the Constitution says and you start following what the parties say they believe you should do. That's right. That's right. Right. So what we have to do is we have to look at what's written. So this is what happens. So <laughs> Christian Lamar and I, Got together, did this notice. He put the government on notice, right? The government tried to act like the people don't have the right to petition except for in court. Now they made a big mistake because two years before when we were getting the audit, I put Karen Fan, Senator Gray, and Senator Peterson on notice after a Zoom call because Warren Peterson tried to say, David, you don't have a power to come to us as the legislature and tell us what to do. I said, uh, sir, um, where did you get that from? Now, he's a lawyer, right? He said, well, I'm a lawyer. We, we know this is how it works. I said, sir, that's 180 <laughs> degrees. Yeah, that's 180 degrees uh, opposite of how it works. And I said, as a matter of fact, hold that thought. I said, I'm going to send you an affidavit showing you the law on petitioning, showing you the law on the inherent powers we have. And I'm going to even show you the right in multiple states. And if you believe I'm wrong or you can prove I'm wrong, swear by affidavit and respond to me. 
right? So I hit this dude with the affidavit within like an hour and a half. I wrote the affidavit, went and got it notarized, made copies, got it notarized, uh, got it uh, put into the uh, computer and emailed it to him, all of the parties and said, now go ahead and say I'm wrong, right? He never came to a meeting again, neither did Senator Gray. So then I, I taught Karen Fan face-to-face how to get the audit and she followed and we got it done, right? So all this stuff happened. So when Christian Lamar had the fight this year, and they tried to act like we don't have the right to do it. Christian Lamar put it on his website, the affidavit to Senator Gray and, and Peterson and Fan, and showed them, now y'all already knew for years that we had the power to do this, and none of y'all came out and talked about it. So he used those things together and went to all the legislative districts and had them censure all these Republicans all over the place. And it's been boiling over, going crazy. So how do we fix the government with this? Well, it shows that the people on the ground level as PCs and the regular people want justice and freedom. The the controllers who are at the top, who are just trying to do what the corrupt and the wicked want them to do, who act like they're conservative in order to get power and then just run you over, they're realizing they have no leg to stand on with the law and with the people. So now all the power in Arizona, they won't help any of them with re-election. They're going against them with everything they have. They're trying to write initiatives to stop them from doing wrong. And one of the legislative body members came out and just tried to put something in and say, we, we're going to ask that there be more people uh, to sign up for initiatives in order to be able to get an initiative across all of the legislative districts, which is against the law. Because you can't fight the people in the Constitution. So when somebody wants to win, simply, you take the law, show it to the people, right? When you show the law to the people, they're going to realize, holy moly, we got this power that nobody told us about. Yep. You, you serve the government with notice and you do live video teaching the people what they have the power to do at the same time. Once you do that, it boils over because like the Bible says, the truth shall make you free. The Bible is the truth. But when you take the written word that the people created and you put it out there too, it I'm sorry, the truth shall make you free, not set you free. When you take the when you take the written word and the law and put it out there, the law will make you free in your mind. You will know clearly what you can do and what you can't do. So then now the government officials see it who had it hidden from them by the attorneys, and the people see it who had it hidden from them by schools and attorneys, right? So what's going to happen is, is that everybody's going to get a quick education on how things work. If you look at Virginia Constitution, Bill of Rights, Section 15 is going to tell you the forefathers believe that all progress happened by having the broadest diffusion of knowledge possible. So the way to save America is not to um, to try to beg government to just do right. It is to broadly diffuse the knowledge. Right now, our forefathers were brilliant in that because they knew what killed a nation. Right. The Bible tells us my people perish for a lack of knowledge because they reject it. Right. Knowledge. That's right. So, yeah. So there's not a lack of knowledge. Right. It's just are you seeking and pursuing like God told us to? If you want to achieve something, you should be knocking. Right. You should be seeking. If you seek the knowledge out and you have it and then you broadly diffuse it to the people, then once the people know, you run into a huge problem. Because as we've shown in Arizona, 
the people will take all the power back that they know they can lawfully have. Amen. And the and the government, they're not really that tough. They will give up all the power. Like when we went to the Supreme Court and showed them this notice that we'll have it in jot form, I think today or tomorrow. We showed them this notice, right? And we let them know what the law really said and how they were tricking the people and how they were using federal programs to make money off of the people and using things that were not law. And in recent history, the government has come out and told everything we said inside of the the court cases. So they'll do a court case and give an opinion and address everything we say in the notice. Everything. They did the same thing with OSHA. Yep, they did the same thing with OSHA. Now, if you go back and look at the cases, right, you'll find in the case, the people bringing the case never pled all these things. So there's only one place it could come from. Right. If the people bringing the case aren't pleading what we're saying and we're giving a notice and you see, we say stuff that haven't been said in decades. And we even had it where we told what wasn't said in decades. And then we have the federal courts coming out and saying in the Supreme Court, yeah, the government has not been following the law for decades. (laughs) Yes. Right. They just tell themselves because they're they can't believe that so many people know the law when they were always told that we'll never figure it out. But that goes yeah. to show this is God. Yeah. Well, that's this is something that we've talked about before, you know, the the whole two-party system thing. And I'm going to read the warning from, mm-hmm. you mentioned our forefathers. I'll, I'll, I'll read some of that before. But that's part of the issue. You know, Bradley often talks about the fact that you've got Democrats and Republicans, and he's like, what is this about? We have one law. It's not a Democrat law and it's not a Republican law. It's it's our law. So bo- both mm-hmm. of these people who go into office under those banners should be following that law. They should be pushing that that's law. Right. There shouldn't be this opposition. So that's another way they, they pit the people against one another. And John Adams was one of the guys who saw this. This, this is from an article I did on that about the two parties. He said, there is nothing which I dread so much as a division of the Republic into two great parties, each arranged under its leader. And that's exactly what they become. And concerning measures in opposition to each other, this in my humble apprehension is to be dreaded as the greatest political evil under our Constitution. Now, I can read, I can also read here from George Washington Day, but the thing that gets me is he said then, and they had parties back then. I think he was a member of a party. I think George Washington was the only guy I could find who, who wasn't a member of a party, but nevertheless, he said it was a great political evil. And now what do we have? We have Christians, Christian men saying we have to vote for the lesser of two evils. And it's like, this is why we what? continue. This is why we continue down this road of lawlessness, because mm-hmm. men who should know better say, nope, we can vote for the lesser of two evils. And it's like, OK, where did God tell you to, to, to do anything with evil except expose it? In the scriptures. Yeah. So that's that's a big problem, on, even on this issue of when we're dealing with the right to keep and bear arms. I, I say it like this. Listen, we have a contract or a covenant with each other. You want to get paid. You want to work for us as servants. You do what we say, period. You follow the laws that are written. You don't go against them. You don't go against our rights and power. I don't give a darn if you're a Republican, conservative, Democrat, independent, or man from the moon. You better do what you say, right? And it's that simple. 
Right. When you get into office, you know that the Constitution say the people have the right to keep and bear arms. You get into office. And if you don't know, when I tell you, fix it. Right. Don't tell me, well, I can't allow you to bear arms because the Democrats won't let me or the Republicans won't side with us on this. No, I'm not hearing that. You swore to do a job. Either Okay. So so they don't want to let you follow the law. Impeach him. Yeah. Right. That simple. Impeach him. Get him out of here. You can't work for us. You can't be paid anymore, right? We saw Ron DeSantis do it when Ron DeSantis saw that a prosecutor wouldn't follow his charge, his oath, and he wouldn't prosecute anymore. Ron DeSantis is like, okay, well, you're just removed right now. Now what? <laughs> right? And that's how it needs to be. Be we nice if he did that to a little sheriff down there in Lee County, too. <laughs> you got you got to go after everybody who does some stupid stuff, right? If they want to follow their own way, remove them. That. We see people don't understand, like, we have the power to remove any bad government actor, the whole government, change the whole constitution at will if they get out of hand. We already have that power. See, but the problem is, is that we have to educate the people and let them see. And sometimes when you're educating them, you have to give it to them in steps because sometimes the programming is so strong with lies that the people will fight to stay in slavery. Literally, like if you look at Egypt, right? The people of God, when they were in Egypt and God was freeing them, they got out just a little ways and they were like, look, look, he's coming after us. We could have just died. We could have served in Egypt and died in Egypt. You going to bring us out here so we could die in the wilderness? So you see, God just delivered you with the mighty victory. You get out of the, the slavery and the place that you were in, but then immediately you want to go back because of fear. Right. And so if you if you look at even this fight today, I, I get this same thing where I get people who call themselves patriots and then they they message me in my messenger and they say, well, Dave, everything is wrong and I can't see us having victory. I'm like, OK, I said, well, maybe you can't see it. But I said, but have we had thousands of wins? Well, I know you've had thousands of wins and people say they do. But Katie Hobbs is still in office. I'm like, well, you know. Before we had an audit, we didn't have an audit. Literally, the day before they decided to do an audit, we didn't have it. A month before. And people were coming to me saying, David, you know, you say that we could get an audit. You say that we could do this and do that. But I don't see where we can do it. I'm like, listen, your ability to see what God can do with me or somebody else doesn't change what God can do. Right? Your ability to see something happening is called insight. The Bible tells us that if we are to, um, if we are people of faith, right? People of faith aren't going to be double-minded. They're not going to ask God for stuff, not believing that he can do it. He tells you, don't do that. That's right. Right? But what happens is we get these people who call themselves patriots and think that they're faithful. And then they say, well, I can't see things working the way you said. I'm like, listen, God is a mighty God. He gives us the power to do things that he told us he would do in the scriptures. If you doubt what he said, you're going to be unstable in all your ways. So don't get upset with me when I believe what he says and I stand on, on the word and trust it. And then I have results. They'll say, well, David, those results, those thousands of wins that you guys had were just by happenstance. I'm like, dude, I'm a chocolate brother from the ghetto with, Ashy elbows, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> right? I can't grow hair on the top. I got cul-de-sac haircut, right? I got the circle in the Dude, middle. Dude, you got you got you got the you got the LL Cool J thing going on. That's Look, what I think. I, this is cul-de-sac. Look. <laughs> at the at the end of a cul-de-sac, you got the middle of the street where people could do the little turnabout and then you got the you got the grass and the trees and the houses on the side. <laughs> well, you know, you make mention, you make mention of, of people who say they're patriots. Let's just look at what that mm-hmm. is, just so people understand, because I got a lot of people who want nothing to do with God, the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. They want nothing to do with Jesus or any of this mm-hmm. stuff. They, they just uh, we had a guy come in the chat the other day saying, oh, we, we got to be united. United around what? That's what you, you I'm know, saying. So, so here's, here's the definition. This is from founding father Noah Webster. For patriot, here's what it says. A person who loves his country and zealously supports and defends it and its interests, and he uses it in a sentence, such tears as patriots shed for dying laws. And the idea is the patriot is one who, when it talks about, he, he obviously he loves the land that he's on. He loves the people that he's with, but he has this desire for for peace and prosperity, the way the Bible speaks about it, by what? Upholding the perfect law of liberty. And ultimately mm-hmm. that's God's law. That's we've talked about that's we right. talked about this in the first one under the common law. Uh, ultimately yeah. that's God's law because these guys performing a public service are also engaged in a public trust. And so that's when they right. break the people's trust, then they need to be held to account for that in order to keep the peace, in order to keep the prosperity. But we haven't mm-hmm. done that in so long, Dave. I just, I mean, I, I know we get little battles here and there, but I'm, I'm with you. The reason I bring that up is because I, I think there's a lot of people who, who name themselves patriots, but they don't have faith to be, see beyond, beyond that. They, they're yeah, fine I mean, with, it's... they're fine with the fight as long as it doesn't require them to actually do, do fight. something. Yeah, to fu- <laughs> they, they, fight. They, they do the WWE. They do a WWE fight instead of an MMA fight, right? Yeah, there you go. And and that's the real truth is that we have been deceived about what faith is. We've been deceived about the requirements of having faith. And is is this fake faith is is feigned. And the nation can't be prosperous in that way. And so, you know, I get it. I I um I talk to quite a few people in the law world. And I see that there's a lot of um, rallies and rah-rah things. And they're like, yeah, well, we're going to get together and save the nation. And I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do for remedy to make stuff work? And they're like, well, we're going to get together and have a rally and the biggest names are going to come. And I'm like, yeah, I realize the Bible said uh, not to trust in man, right? But to trust in God. That's don't right. Trust in prince, don't yep. trust in princes and uh, multitude of horses. And horses. Yep. Yeah, you know, like, but the, the problem is, is that because a lot of them don't know what God said, they say things that sound cool, right? They say things that seem like it's smart, but it has nothing to do with what God said. And it has nothing to do with winning. And so... It's crazy. Like some of the people will look at me and they'll say they'll get it. They'll get upset or jealous. They'll say, look, you know, well, we can't work with Dave because he doesn't follow our ideas well. And I'm like, but the Bible says to go by wise counsel. Right. And so you want me to just do what you say, because it brings a whole bunch of people into a room. But a thousand people in a room with no law, no understanding, no wisdom. It doesn't help us win. 
right? And we've been winning like in thousands of situations. So, you know, it's crazy because, you know, when you say about the people coming together and you're like, under what, right? Well, that's right. <laughs> the, Bible t- the Bible tells us we're peculiar people and to be sanctified, set apart, right? That's right. Holy. So if it, yeah, if you ain't trying to come and and be in a set apart realm, then why would I want to? Why would I want to partake in something that I know God doesn't give His power to? It doesn't make sense, you know. Well, yeah, and the, and they think well. The the reason I bring that up is the other day somebody in the chat when I when I was pointing this out, uh, the, another guy came in and he says, "Well, well, this guy who's talking about me, he says he's trying to divide us. No, I'm trying to unite us around what our foundations are." You know, it, it, the people have that mindset, Dave, because of the indoctrination over the past, you know, more than a hundred years in this country, um, mm-hmm. to, to get us trying to to get us thinking the same way about the same lies, and yep. and and only God can can come in and show us the difference. And I think this is this is key to why I tell people. I said I go to the scriptures because they're outside of me. Because if you come to me, I'm going to try to justify whatever I'm doing. That's just me. I'm gonna, but when the law's held up, I have to say, this is what I have to say. Shut your yeah. mouth. Because the law is yeah. there to shut your mouth. That's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Well, you think about this. God sent 10 people to spy out the land. Uh, and, and we see that two young men came back with good reports. And eight men who were older uh, came back with terrifying reports of how we don't have the power to subdue the land that God promised us, right? And and what happened was is two out of the eight men were able to be blessed and led. The eight men got divided away and the two men led the people into the promised land. So you got to ask the question, does God not divide? Of course he does. Jesus said he didn't come to bring peace, but a sword to divide a man against his family. Yeah. Yes. So the, so the thing is, is that people who don't understand what God said, says, they try to use emotion and feelings and fear to try to stop people from doing the things that will make you successful. What I've learned is by God, God's way of victory is the opposite of man's way. Right. Amen. You just take you take what men think is going to make you the most powerful and the best and do the biggest things. And it's going to be the opposite when it comes to God. God's way is not going to make sense to the so-called brilliant man of the earth. But it's funny. I go against uh, brilliant so-called scholars on the earth all the time. And they can't even fight with the most simple things. I just say, hey, it's written. Is that true? Well, um, I don't want to look at the dictionary. <laughs> oh, so you, you're a law guy, but you don't like the law dictionary now? What you guys use it in school, right? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a primary source. I'm like, dude, I didn't ask you if it was a primary, secondary. I didn't, I didn't ask you about any of that. I just said, is it written? Do y'all use this? Yeah, so, so but it's just a dictionary. So you don't like the dictionary now? Like, why, why use this? Why, ha- why have you guys created? Why do you use it in the Supreme Court if you don't want me to use a definition? Right. So so the wise men of this world really don't understand things at a fundamental level. And when we go against them, it's obvious. We got one video recently, 30,000 views of me against a guy who's uh, an attorney uh, who has he's never practiced, but he was trained at Loyola, Jesuit trained. 
And it, you could just see me mopping the floor with him by God. Simple stuff. And when I mentioned God, yep. I really got him upset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just, just literally, I would lead him into wherever I wanted him to go. Full, I mean, just, just completely. And I'm sitting there with the smirk on my face, giggling on the inside because I knew you have no idea where you're going. You don't know what your own law says. And, and I'll embarrass you with your own law any day of the week without practice. And, and this is where it's crazy because when God gives you wisdom and understanding, you see where David talks about how God made him more wise than all of his peers. Right. When you get in the midst of a whole bunch of people who you used to think were smarter than you and have more knowledge because they studied the law and then you go through suffering and God lets you study the law by yourself and he shows you through his way. As I was going and I was learning, people were saying, this is dumb. There's no way you're ever going to make it with that. God ain't going to help you in court. You're never going to win. You'll never be like us. We're, we're great and you won't learn anything. Well, <laughs> I tell you what. Now I can go on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere, and I can dare anybody uh, in the law world or the attorneys or government officials to approach me any day of the week and say what I'm saying is wrong in law, and they lose every single time. And it's not even a close loss. It's a blowout, right? And the nation sees it. And so when people tell you that they want you to, hey, join with us if you really want to have power because there's power in numbers. I'm like, um, God made a promise to Israel and they were but a small people. <laughs> right? That's right. He uses they, the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, don't don't tell me we got to have a billion people. I say God got an audit in Arizona with 127 people. Don't, don't tell me what, what can't be done. I got groups with less than a thousand people and we win all the time, right? All the time. It's normal. Like we got so many wins. I can't even remember the wins. People like they come message me and they're like, Dave, you remember we did this and this and we won this. I'm like, uh, yeah. And Jesus I, only had 12 disciples <laughs> and they turned the world upside yes. down. Yeah. Yes. And, and this is the thing is that we get caught up in our own strength and power rather than maximum the power of God, right? God tells us, if you got an issue with your brother, go to him one-on-one. Now, these people in government aren't our brothers. They should be, but they're not. But we still give them the respect of going to them one-on-one and saying, hey, look, this is what the law says. The attorneys ain't telling you. Here it is right here. I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't want want to see you get prosecuted because by the time we get done, we will control everything in the government and they will come back and prosecute you. Don't think (laughs) you're getting away. Um, But I would rather you repent and do what's right Share Amen. with you the love of yep. Jesus if you want it, right? And I'll give you mercy. Like, I'll take the wrongs you do to me or you've done if I see that you're repent- you have repentance in your heart and you want to do what's right. I would rather that God bless you and your Father in heaven be your judge. He'll, he'll make Amen. you pay for what you did wrong. That's right. And he'll give you mercy where he sees fit. That's right. Right? But I want to show you that love of God, right? Now, if you want to keep fighting, you want to be stupid, you go, you go get some smoke by the law. And it's going to happen. And and this is the thing. These people are seeing the wickedness fall right in front of their face and don't realize the earth is shrinking, right? Their whole nation is shrinking. They thought they ran stuff and nobody knew about what was going on. But as we give them notice, we give the people notice at the same time. It educates the people. That's that broad diffusion of knowledge. It shrinks the land where more people are joining in the conversations trying to fix stuff. Right. Never happened in, in our in our lifetime. So then you take the people learning 
and you start teaching the people to give notice. The people start giving notice. The government starts to realize if you get 10 documents from the people uh, saying a certain thing, there's a great multitude more that understand it. If you get 100, there's a great multitude more. You get 1,000, so on and so forth. So if we do this notice and we have a job form and a 1,000 job form goes up, go, go out, right? A lot of times we get anywhere between two to 6,000. The government is going to know, oh my gosh, everybody is learning that we, we've been blocking them from having guns. Even the, even the attorneys blocked us. And now the government is going to realize it's our name that's on the line, not the attorneys. And they're not going to play that game anymore. Most government officials are not uh, diehard gangsters. So, so Mo Dave, let me let me ask mm -hmm. let me ask because I, I know some people are joining us. Uh, if you're if you're joining us now, thank you for joining us. Uh, also, uh, I've dropped in the chat because we are live now. Please don't call, okay, guys. Please don't call after the show's over, okay. This is a Google Voice number and stuff, so don't call me. The number is 803-619-9855. you got a question or comment for Dave, 803-619-9855. You know, Dave, one of the things that we're talking about here is how the people themselves can fight against this, this gun tyranny, to take their guns and things. And I, I, I think I mentioned on the last show about the people setting up Second Amendment sanctuary cities and writing all mm -hmm. these laws and stuff. When, like in South Carolina, our Constitution says we have the right to keep and bear arms. It shall not be mm -hmm. infringed. I mean, it's just like the federal Constitution. So I don't see any need for any of that stuff. How would a person do what you're talking about? Uh, maybe get some friends in their sphere of influence to go in and write these notices, what would they look like? Do you have any kind of an example that we can give to people and they can do it and start sending in their representatives, doing it with obviously certified return receipt so that you're documenting part of, part of winning the battle is that that's what I'm, that's what I've learned over the past couple of years is if you're going to win the battle, you've got to document and there's a law regarding the postal service that when you write certain things and you send it to somebody and you got that certified return receipt on there and that comes back and you keep that for your records and they don't respond, then that stands as truth. Whatever you put in there stands yep. as a contract. That is law. As soon as they sign for it, they are signing a contract. I don't know if many people know that, but as soon as they sign it, they're signing a contract. And if they don't respond to that with a certified return receipt letter, then they're saying whatever you said in there is true. And I had that uh, concerning one of the debts that I have that they're, they're, they're trying to come after me. And I said, here's my return receipt. This is the letter I sent. This is the 1099A I gave them. And um, they don't have a case. They haven't, they haven't responded to that. And I said, the judge will throw this out if you want to take it to court, but that's fine if that's what you want to mm -hmm. do. And then if you want to do yeah. that, then that's going to be $20,000 for each instance where you continue to harass me about this. So mm -hmm. can you give people, yep. can you walk people through, what is this notice they can do in their own states or their counties with regards to the deal to try to somehow confiscate their guns? So we have, we have a notice. That's what I was talking about, about the job form earlier. The link will be done today, no later, uh, no later than tomorrow, if the Lord wills. Um, in the notice, it actually tells the fundamental principles of the law and it has multiple state constitutions showing the inherent right of the people to have arms and how the governments have hit it and, you know, uh, switched up uh, the law or what the truth is. So with that, 
we have that already in place so the people are going to be able to write in and it's going to go to the Supreme Court, uh, Jim Jordan and the federal and a couple of other federal actors. And then what will happen is, is that they can actually take that document and they can um, edit it to go to their state legislature, right? Um, so they'll want to send it to like the Senate president, the head of the uh, House, and they'll want to send it to their governor and attorney general. Now, I have a group. If you look at my last video, I just did a live video um, the other day, and it was dealing with the whole armed tyranny situation. In the description, there is a Telegram link where people can go into the video, hit the description, then hit the Telegram. Link. The Telegram link is going to open up a group where I actually have information that I gave on that live video with the Supreme Court case backing everything that we're saying. So it educates them like crazy. It has um, different. Uh, it has the notice that we, we are doing that we're going to jot form so they can actually take that and write in their legislative body members to let them see. They can change it if they want to deal with the states, if they want to come into the group and get knowledge and wisdom on how they can do it and how they can uh, make it better for their own state. They can actually do it in that group and talk to the people and we'll walk them through it and help them to understand the law and gain knowledge all there in front of the people. Because if one person has a question, a whole bunch of people probably have it. Yeah. What, so what, is, the group, what is the group on Telegram? So the group on Telegram is actually a... Uh, a group to demand, I'm going to send it to you real quick, to demand, let me see, it's called the People's Notice, hold on, I'm going to share it with you. I'll look it up and I'll, I'll make sure people have that in the chat so yeah. they can. Uh, so they can I just it. added you to the group and then... Let me see how I can I see share it. it. I see it. I got it. You got it. You're fast as heck. <laughs> um, so let me see. The people's notice notice demand an injunction against firearm tyranny. Yep, and that's what I got. In that group, yeah. So we're gonna have the link for the job form in that group. I'm also gonna share it on my, the other uh, action group I have, Connect We. And then what's going to happen is, is we're going to, uh, we can help people to learn how to, you know, make it correct for their state. And then we're going to attack in all different states. And then we are going to send out notices to demand that the government comes and talks to us in peace, as we have a right to do. And I'll show everybody where they have that in every state in order to get them to uh, come live and have a discussion with us about what's going on. Do you have the link to the group too, Tim? Did, uh, well, I was, to... I was clicking the thing and it didn't bring up a link. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you the, a link. For the group info. Let me give it to you. I'm yeah, sorry. It's not, it's not extended out there. Let but I will, pop it in, I will pop it in and we'll make sure to have it in the archive too so people can access that. that. This is the whole thing. You know, Dave, one of the things is I think people, even as they're beginning to understand some of this, they want like the quick civil bullet to do, and they've got to understand. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to understand some of these. I, I need to quit using that word. Understand. I need to realize that's a better. That's a better mm -hmm. one. Um, okay, so let me let me pop this in here for you guys in the chat, just so you'll have it. 
you can join this group and this will be of help to you concerning this subject. We'll have it up in the archives too. Um, boy, I'm, I may be fast, but when I get, I'm like you, if something interrupts me, my brain just goes, <laughs> it just cuts it off. Um, but I, I, no, I think a lot of people, they're thinking, okay, I can just fill out this document. This is all I got to do. I don't have to understand what's going on. No. I don't have to have that knowledge. No, and no. I, I you want it. You want to understand. That's right. You want to, you want this to be part of you because the nation doesn't change unless the hearts of men change. Just like with the Bible, right? People can say, oh, I love God. I love God. Right. Then you say, well, why are you doing this? And they'll say, well, shucks, I didn't know I was wrong for doing this. Where did yep. you find out I was wrong? Yeah. Well, it's in the Bible. Really? That's in the Bible? I, I've never seen that before. It's like, well, you didn't read it, but it's there, right? So the heart of man can be convicted and he can feel like he's doing something wrong a little bit for a while. But then he can ignore it and then his conscience can be seared. And then he can do it without even thinking about it. So we need to understand what the law says and what is written because those of us who fear God and trust in him, we are going to w walk on what we know is written. The Bible tells us, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. So we need to take what is there written and we need to prove those things and we need to hold fast to that. And things that are not in the law, we need to throw it away. So if you don't spend the time reading the notices, which aren't very long, You'll never learn what the real law says. So don't even just trust us. When you read the notice, leave away from the notice, go to the internet and look up the text. See if it's true, right? When you do that, you're practicing being diligent. You're educating yourself. You're making sure that you have seen exactly what is said. You're not putting trust in man. You're putting trust in God. Is this written? Now, now that you know something is true, you can stand on it. If you go to court, you're going to believe. You're going to be right. able to tell That's them, right. no, I know this is there because I read it. No judge is going to be able to trick you and knock you off your rocker and say, really, where does it say that at? You're going to say, no, it's right there. And I dare you to open it right now, judge. <clears throat> open it up in front of all these people and let them see what the law really said. You want to see a, court, a judge run out the courtroom real fast? You want to see a judge end the whole session quickly? Bring out the real truth in front of everybody and watch how quick they start making your hearings at the end of the day, right? Where they'll give you your own day to have court by yourself because they don't want anybody else to hear this. This is how we can stand on the truth. And this is how you're going to defeat any attorney or government official that comes against you. You're going to know what's written. Now, don't Dave, trust me. Go ahead. Let, let me ask you a question because uh, Busy Bee just said she joined the Gun Owners of America. Mm-hmm. Knowing what you know about most of the Second Amendment organizations, they're using attorneys too. Why is there a continual battle and a continual desire for the money when the people could be doing this on their own? And I'm, I'm going to say with probably far more success, even though they have their organizations with a lot of people supporting, they continually have to deal with the same thing over and over and over and over again. Because the silly attorneys say, oh, this is the law we have now. This is in precedence. Well, one thing that they don't tell you is that you can't bring things into precedence that um, are, are, are not uh, in harmony with the common law or derogatory to the common law. That's a maxim, right? So what happens is that the attorney since 1938 with the New Deal got taught backward. They wanted to start bringing in administrative cases to steal stuff from the people. So they taught the attorneys wrong on purpose. And I, I actually have books 
and, and different reading materials that show that they purposely changed the law for the new attorneys. The old attorneys are like, you can't do this. This is a constitutional violation. This is a, a separation of powers issue, right? And the new attorneys are like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we could do this because the administrative law judge can make a determination and this goes into precedence. It's a hoax. So most of the attorneys who are fighting today don't know the old law the old way, which is the true law. So they'll just tell you anything and you'll keep fighting these ridiculous, never winning battles. And and this is why Jason Fick's attorney, Jeff, um, he got to see some of the notices we did against government. And he's like, man, you know, we were sitting up and we were watching I was talking to somebody and we were watching how the Supreme Court flipped and how they're doing some things that we can't understand. And we were like, what in the world is going on here? And they had no idea where the source was. Then he said, but now that I'm reading your notices, I know exactly who's making the the Supreme Court move like this. He's like, I almost can't believe it. He's like, how come you guys aren't telling everybody what you're doing? Because everybody should know what you're doing. I'm like, well, it never really was about me. I wanted to show people what the truth is, what the law is, and how to destroy evil and corruption. He's like, well, the whole Supreme Court flipped. Attorneys going crazy is unbelievable. And I'm going to start telling people, I'm going to tell everybody what y'all are doing. I didn't care about people knowing what I was doing, but the attorneys lose because they don't know fundamental law. And when he saw what I said about fundamental law, he's like, man, this is the most impressive stuff. You know what he told me? He said, I, I think you practiced for 16 years or 20 years or something like that, right? This is Jason Fix, the attorney. Jason Fix, attorney. Yep. He said, man, out of all my years of practice, I think it was 16 years, and my number of years in law school, I have never learned as much as I've learned in this last couple of hours we just had a conversation. And you said, said, you said, just put the check in the mail, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> look, I yeah. know we've had Jason, we've had Jason on the show too, and he spent millions of dollars, dude. I mean, they're fighting this thing, and all they do is get the horns every time they go up to him. And I'm like, something did, isn't isn't being. Did done you see right. what happened to him? Did you see what happened? No. So we we kind of had a little splitting of ways, but what happened was is that I said, hey, Jason. You need to put the government on notice and you need to do this to the Supreme Court. Now, he was looking for a big win in the Supreme Court. This is what I told him. I said, Jason, what's going to happen is the Supreme Court is going to freak out. They're going to start looking for cases to make it right. And then the legislature is going to freak out and try to fix the dang law. Right. So then he was he was concerned because he's like, David, well, it's to me in my mind, it's like I'm going against the government and I open these doors and now. They might be upset or what am I going to do or whatever. Who cares and what if they're up, upset? Yeah. <laughs> and what ended up happening was shortly after he stopped talking, the federal legislature brought in stuff trying to change the law and the Supreme Court. They put out something strong where he had an error in one of his cases where he missed something they said. And, and, and then I realized like, holy moly, like, dude, you made a mistake. <laughs> you missed something totally. And it stopped them from giving you the judgment you wanted. But then he was trying to demand that they rehear his case, but he missed something that the, the, it was almost like the court was giving him a freebie and he missed it. Right. And so uh, the Supreme Court, though, I, I, I realized why they won't let him have a rehearing 
where they shut them down some. Because they don't want to be exposed, huh? It's because the way that we wrote the notice is the same way we do it with everybody. So we CC the federal legislature, the Supreme Court, and other actors, and then the people find out, right? So then what happened is when they saw what they saw, they're like, oh, shucks. Somebody going to get in trouble for this. Legislature, you gave out some blanket authority to an entity to do stuff administratively that you didn't have the power to do. Y'all better freaking fix it. Leave us alone. And the court said, this is a political issue. We ain't got nothing to do with this job. And they don't. Right. See, a lot of times people try to give the court jurisdiction to deal with matters that have nothing to do with court. Like, for instance, elections. Right. All these people with big names are trying to sue to get an audit. It was um, Giuliani, Sidney Powell. Uh, um, what's that other guy? Lynn Wood. Um, Lynn Wood, Mike Lindell, Trump, all these people. Right. And it's crazy because I'm like. Dude, y'all realize y'all going the 180 degrees, the opposite of wherever you should go, right? Then they're like, oh, shut up, dude. <laughs> right? I'm like, okay, well, go ahead and fight. So you see hundreds of cases happening, right? Everybody's losing. So then I told this guy I know named Josh, I said, watch this. After everybody loses, we're going to go get audit. He's like, what? You think you go get audit? I said, no, I know we could go get audit, right? So after everybody lost, we went and got notices and affidavits and gave them to Karen Fan at her house when they were out of session. And we gave them to Steve Chukri, the only guy in the Board of Supervisors in Maricopa County, who said he wanted to do an audit even against his attorney's wishes. <laughs> right? Funny how everything just turns for us, but it ain't working for other people, right? So we demand using the state constitution that they do an audit and we also CC Trump and demanded that he come take the machines. And what ended up happening was this Trump got tricked out of doing it by William Barr and his, his White House attorneys. So, but at the same time, the state legislature in Arizona, Karen Fan looked and she could see like, holy moly. So she, her and a couple others decided we better come back to work and deal with this after seeing the affidavit we get. I'll share it with you if you want me to. So after she got this affidavit, she came back to work. And we started teaching her why she had to do a audit. And it was the full forensic audit, the only one that ever happened in American history, right? We got the audit done as non-attorneys. As a matter of fact, the attorneys tried to tell us we couldn't do it. They tried to tell us there's nothing in the, in the statute that says you can get a full forensic audit. I'm like, actually, the Constitution is above the statute. And the Constitution demands that uh, the person with the most legal votes are the one that's elected. And then they're like, well, we don't have a mechanism. I said, did you guys make sure that all the votes were legal? They're like, well, we couldn't. I'm like, well, there you go. So now you need to do an audit to find out, period. Right? <laughs> so then they said, well, we don't have a power to do a subpoena or a warrant. What I'm in like, the world? Oh. Yes, yeah, so I said, okay, so go to the, leg the Mason's Manual of Legislative Procedure that you have right now and look at the investigation section. I gave it to him and I put it on a video and I talked to people at the same time. I said, this is how you have the power to subpoena. Karen Fan did a subpoena without attorneys thinking she could do all this stuff when they were out of session. And then the, the Maricopa County tried to take him to court and say, well, you don't have the power to do a subpoena when you're out of session. The judge said, yes, they do. 
<laughs> yeah. So all of this. So so you're recounting this. You're you're just telling people, look, I did it in this issue of getting a getting an audit here on on an election. The same thing apply. It, it works the same way as what we're talking about when you're going uh, yes. to to go against the the guns or or uh, everything. I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming everything. you can use this on drag queen story hour. The people marching everything. down the street. Yeah. Every every problem you have. See, so so like, hang on. Let me, let me, yeah, let me let me say this, and you tell me if I got it right. So the people who tell us, well, we got to have a red wave come twenty twenty four, they're completely opposite of. Hey guys, we are the red wave. If you if that's what you want to call yourself, we're that. We do it by doing what we do as the people and bringing our pe our our indentured servants, as you and I agree, we'll call them our indentured servants. We're telling them, wait a minute, you aren't doing the job right. Now you go do the job right or you're going to be fired. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And yep. it has nothing That's to do with necessarily voting. It has to do with instructing them. We're the government. Yes. And we've got to get that mindset back that we're the government. They're not. We have the power over the government. The right. government are just the government. The yep. servants. Yeah. We, we're not them. We're the people. The constitution the governs power. them, not us. Yes. Yes. So, so we we created a government to handle our business. They're just servants. That's all, right? And if we get tired of the service and the service don't want to follow, we just get more servants. No big deal. You don't want to work at our McDonald's? Okay, well, shucks. We just get rid. I don't eat McDonald's, but we just get rid of you, right? And we'll grab somebody else. No big deal. You don't like it here? Okay, good. You don't have to work here, right? See, we we have to bring them down to the level they are. And because we have looked at them higher than what uh, we ought, we have given them a false, uh, a false paradigm to work in where they do what they want to do. Well, we become and, idolaters. We've made them our gods. Yes. Is what we've done. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes. We've been evil. And so we got to fix it. We got to stop this mess. And the way that we do it is by showing what the law is, teaching others and and applying the law, the the maxims of law, the the even in the Texas Constitution, we see where it says the people should have a right to uh, uh, petition their government by remonstrance, address. Uh, another thing we could do is give notice, right? Even with judges, judicial notice is evidence. Um, a lot of times we're allowing courts to just make decisions based off of nothing. When we got the maxims and we got the constitutions, we should be writing in and saying, hey, servant, uh, you realize that the constitution and the law says this, like before you even make a judgment, you should be making judgments off of this. You, there is no room for you to just do what you want to do. And we've been letting them get away. We will, we will put in a constitution that a judge can work as long as they're in good behavior. And then we forget we're supposed to be monitoring them to see if they're in good behavior. Yeah. Who decides if it's good behavior? Well, we wrote it. Apparently, us. Yeah, we're the we're the ones who determine that. Yeah, and and the standard we, that we should be using is, I mean, I I've done a whole show on this. Is their character? What are they doing? You know, I go to First mm -hmm. Timothy chapter three, Titus chapter one, and again, I'll say this. I said it the other day. But people say, well, we're not electing a pastor in chief. We're you know we're electing a representative or president. Wait a minute. So you want less character out of your civil servants that you complain about so much than you would be the guy to teach you the word of God? What in the world is that about? Um, well, we know lawyers lie. Yeah. <laughs> what? So we just going to allow it? Yeah, we just going to allow it? That, that's, that's exactly. And that is, that is the mentality that it's just going to be allowed 
and nobody's going to do anything. You know, we had, we had somebody coming in, I think earlier, a little gung ho says, Oh, the time for talk is over. We're at war. And blah. You know, you're wasting your time teaching. Let me tell you something. I'm not here to necessarily teach the sheep. I'm here to get the little lions and the lion cubs uh, to, to make sure they properly understand. Cause those are the guys who are going to do it. And if the sheep come along and they turn into lions and God wants to turn them into lions, that's fine. That's great. We'll get some sheep to turn into lions too. But, but the people can't do if they're ignorant of what's going on. And I, that's what I appreciate so much about you, Dave, is you can take all those things that seem so complicated. You spend all those hours and years learning that seem so complicated. You can boil them down into something that's so simple, so easy to understand that it's like listening to Jesus. And I'm not saying you're Jesus, but it's listening to Jesus when he takes the law and he applies it in a simple little parable or he he confounds these wise attorneys in his day uh, with a simple question that they don't, we don't know, you know, who gives authority to John for his baptism, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's deep that the Bible says uh, to take the vision and make it plain. So he that sees it can run with it. Amen. Right. So, so there's a lot of people who are scholars and super smart who want to take the vision and make it sophisticated because it makes, them look smart, but then it's not effective because other people don't learn and run with it. So you got a whole lot of smart people who run lonely by themselves, you know, and you got a whole bunch of people in the law world who get beat up out of their car because they're the only one that knows. Right. So for me, rather than looking smart and trying to be the smartest guy in the room and cool and hey, I got knowledge and you don't have anything, I want everybody to win. Yep. Right? Amen. Because as soon as as soon as everybody wins, we all get the victory. We give God the glory. We're gonna be praising God and you get the, the blessing. congregation of the peoples. Yep. And we and and I could go back to like doing my normal life stuff and driving drag race cars and going to church and you know, having fun with the people in the, the body, whatever, you know. All the normal things that I like, I can I can focus on for until God gives me the next big battle, right? But for right now, the, the vision has to be made plain so people can understand because there's a lot of people crying out and praying to God for remedy and God has given it. And I understand that it's a blessing to be used as a tool by him Amen. to give the people who are asking him for something what, what they want because God gets the glory when they... They look and they see, look at this nobody telling you the truth that he's a nobody, getting victory as a nobody, and then telling you that God, this came from God, right? You can't fake God's word. God's word says what it says. Satan can't even fake God's word. Satan will lie. Satan will change the word, right? But when you bring God's word and you show God's wisdom and you show God's truth and people can see the fruit in this lifetime of what God's word can do, he gets the glory. And that's why a lot of big, big name people don't like it because they can't get the glory when God is getting the glory. And God don't give his glory to no man. That's right. right? He to, don't share to it with man. anybody. So, that's right. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm willing to, to take the time to teach the people and show the truth so God gets the glory. And the people who love God, who 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 fear him and, and, and are going to trust in him, they're going to be able to praise God and say that they got victory because God is so good and we're going to have joy and there's going to be a revival in the earth as it already has been because the people are seeing the work of God in real life with real power, with real truth that nobody can deny. Right. Amen. Nobody can Amen. say we don't win. Right. They can say, well, David, you probably won in this situation, 
because of this. And you probably won in that situation. It could have been this. I'm like, yeah, do that a thousand, two thousand times. And then we can stop talking. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, exactly. But, but the very fact that they're happening is not normal. Right. God is doing a new thing. And I'm telling you, God is doing it. And, and, and here's the crazy thing. I'm telling you ahead of time what the scripture says. And then I'm showing you how God works. And I'm showing you his principles apply. And then I'm showing you victory that that's not happening anywhere else in the nation. There is no other entity having thousands of wins like this. And I get to have it with regular, everyday, God-fearing, God-loving people. So we're in joy. You know, it's a, it's a great time. Amen. Amen. Dave, here's what I want to do. Uh, I want to let's close out the show here and I want to give you final few minutes if you want to take and give a, a final word of exhortation, which I, you pretty much did one right there. But if you want to give a final word of exhortation, tell people where they can find out you uh, on Rumble and Twitter and such. All right. Well, guys, real quick, I'm Dave Cares for You on Rumble. Dave Cares for You on Odyssey. Haven't put a video up there in a while. I'm Real Dave Cares for You on Twitter, I believe. Real R-E-A-L Dave Cares, number four, letter U on Twitter. Um, guys, I just want to let you know that God has been extremely good to us. Um, I want you to know that God is a loving God, a forgiving God. He will forgive you if you repent and come to him. Um, if you will be baptized into his son, he will remove your sins. His blood was shed for you already to cleanse you. And guys, don't worry about the enemy. Don't worry about the enemy's strength, but magnify the name of the Lord. Magnify him. He has all power. He has done whatever he has pleased. You can trust in him. His word is yea. Don't doubt. It doesn't matter what age you're at. It doesn't matter how much you fail. God is able. He sent his son to give you an opportunity. So I want you to get over those things that you have messed up with in the past. And I want you to come to Christ in order to allow your life to start fresh where you're at. If you're not part of him, he can do that for you. You ain't got to have any more doubt, any more sadness about your past. Move forward and let's reach for the goal, guys. God has Amen. been good to us. God is amazing. It is a new day and he is doing a new thing. Trust in him. Don't doubt. Watch the magnificent happen. Love y'all. <laughs> Amen. Peace. Amen. Dave, thank you so much, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. This is two hours. They just went by like that. And a mm -hmm. great conversation. I think the people are very appreciative of the very practical nature. You know, here's what it says. Do the notice. I mean, some people don't even know to do the notice. So I think that's a big thing for them. So we appreciate you very much. We'll have you back on again in the future. I, I just, I, I love the um, uh, kindred spirit there. And I think the people do in the chat as well. And then we've got some people coming over that you've helped. They can testify. Yes, this works. God does it. Uh, if we'll just obey him. And that, you know, that that's something completely different than a lot of people we hear today who say, well, you know, I'm just praying about it. I'm pray well, okay. Well, sometime you got to get up and you got to put some shoes on them prayers. You got to go out there and do what you're supposed to do. And um, if you don't do that, then, you know, it can't happen. George Mueller, a great guy who had um, a lot of uh, orphans and he had to feed them. He would go and he would ask God every day, provide for us, provide for us our daily bread. And every day it would get provided for. But George Mueller got up off his knees. He didn't stay there praying the whole time. He got up and he took care of the kids. He had to go do. He had to go do the work. David probably prayed a little prayer before he went out to meet Goliath, but he still had to go out there with his sling and his stone. 
And, uh, and I think that we're seeing a lot of people doing that. Dave, we really appreciate you guys. Be sure to check that out. Pick up that, um, get in that telegram group, uh, get the notice, start, start getting the, the people in your groups, the men in your groups, even the women, get them. They can be involved in this too. Start sending in the notices, uh, in your state, uh, regarding firearm tyranny and start putting on a notice and, um, and see where you get. And look, you're probably going to get resistance the first time you do it. Don't let that, don't let that frighten you. Don't let that back you down. Don't let that be, be, uh, make you discouraged. Continue to stand, continue to push forward, and you'll see the results. You will see the results, okay? Bradley, be with you at 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then, Lord willing, we'll be back here bright and early tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., not 6 a.m., 8 a.m. So some of you guys get to sleep in. I guess I'll get an extra hour or something like that, too. But uh, we'll be with Kate Shimrani, and I have no idea what we're talking about just yet, but I, I think I've got a hint of something that's going to come out in that. So you don't want to miss it. Talk to you then.